Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. This is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview awesome people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their communities. And today I'm so excited because my special guest is Michelle Teague. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. She has over 15 years of experience as a speaker trainer, and coach. Michelle Teague, this play on word, a Teague of your own, has conducted training and spoken internationally and from one coast to the other all around the United States. She has given thousands of presentations on topics such as, you can have it all, communicating with difficult people, and breaking through barriers. Her accomplishments include speaking and presenting at various conferences and developing a leadership training program for new supervisors and managers. Now, she does it all, but she has time to volunteer. She's a volunteer at the American Cancer Society Relay for Life, the YWCA, the Pittsburgh chapter of the National Speakers Association and the Scottsdale Business and Professional Women's Club. All of this, and she is the mother of two adult children and lives in Mount Pleasant, Pennsylvania with her husband, Jim, and their dog, Molly. Michelle, hello and welcome to Out and About with Antoinette all the way from PA to the DE. Thank you so much, Antoinette. It is wonderful to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me onto your show. Well, I am so super honored and proud to have you. Like I said, you know, this is a platform that we get to share with others. So having you here, I want to talk to you not only about the changes that you may have seen when it comes to businesses, big business and small, but you know what? As an encore entrepreneur, which is what I am, anybody over the age of 55 that decides to do it again, it can be scary. So I want you to talk up a little bit about that. But before we begin, give us a little bit more about yourself and your journey to a Teague of your own. Sure, I'd love to. Uh, I was a corporate trainer for, for many years. I worked in senior living. I worked in healthcare. And I was also a contract trainer with Fred Pryor Learning Solutions. And I would see the exact same thing happen over and over again. It didn't matter what industry, it didn't matter what size company, didn't matter if it was a privately held company or a publicly traded company. What I would see is really good people promoted into leadership roles. And there would be a whole lot of fanfare. There'd be all kinds of announcements, these emails that would go here, there, and everywhere. And six months later, you'd start to hear the whispers. You'd start to hear, you know, were they the right person? Were they ready for this? Maybe we made a a mistake in promoting them. And it wasn't necessarily their fault. They wanted to be successful. They wanted to be good leaders. What I found, though, was most organizations 
didn't train their leaders on how to be leaders. They would train them on the new reports that they had to fill out or the new software that they had access to, but they wouldn't bother to train them on how to be a good leader. And that's why I started my company. I wanted to help develop leaders so that they could be strong and successful because that's what they really wanted to do. I focused on communication skills because most leaders, that's what they're lacking, is the ability to communicate effectively with their team. And I also focused on team building, making sure everybody is going in the same direction, working towards the same goals, because that's what uh, leaders need to do, is they need to make sure everybody is all together in the same boat. That is wonderful. And you know, as you were talking about this, things popped in my head. You know, again, I'm a boomer. So I started in corporate America 32 years. I like to say on the plantation, anytime someone tells you what time to come in, what time you can leave, what time you can go on vacation, what time you can have lunch, that's a plantation. So I I was with Big Blue, the IBMers. And -hmm. it's funny because we had great people come in, but then it was like, who is this person? Why are they here? They have no idea. And this was back in the 80s. So I'm pretty sure you've seen the changes. And according to your website, website, I read that you've worked in a multitude of industries, whether it's manufacturing, housing, transportation, healthcare, like you alluded to, senior living, technology, big and small businesses. And you know what? In today's world, we're seeing that we have multiple generations, you know, yes. grandparents are working in the industries with their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, you know, our leadership skills are different than what is being taught today. What is the biggest, you know, transition or the biggest, mm, you know, that what in the world is going on that aha, you know, we were common, but then common, what is it? Common sense is not common. <laughs> common sense is not so common. Oh right. my goodness. I can't tell you how many times I have said that when I was out and about. Common sense is not so common. Uh, it, a lot of it started with how each of these generations were raised. Baby boomers, um, they were raised by the greatest generation and the greatest generation, <laughs> they, uh, there was a lot more structure for them when they were growing up. And I think what happened was they, they wanted uh, their own children to not have so much structure, to have a little bit more freedom, mm-hmm. um, to be able to express themselves. And as a result, uh, back in the, the 60s and in the, the early 70s, you saw a lot of that happen. You saw uh, people who were, were teenagers, who were young adults uh, going through that period of time, who, who they became, you know, that, that generation of love and peace and happiness. And uh, they, they wanted to fight back against the man. They wanted to fight back against that corporate structure. And, and, you know, if you're over 30, you're old and you don't understand. And, and that's what was happening with the baby boomers. They were moving through this process of gaining more independence, gaining more freedom for themselves. Uh, the rules that were in place were thrown out, uh, and they were replaced with other rules that were more in line with the values of what baby boomers had. And what you saw was this shift in 
culture and society as a whole. And that shift also happened with leadership positions Mm -hmm. where people started to say, all right, well, you know, here's this younger generation. They're starting to move up the ladder. Uh, What ideas are they bringing with them? What is it that that they value? What what are some of the concepts that that they're talking about? How can we implement those into the workplace? And you started to see the shift happen back in the the 70s and early 80s when baby boomers started to take those leadership roles. And then along came Generation X. And (laughs) Generation X uh, were the children of many of those baby boomers. And uh, what happened with Generation X were, and I'm one of them, I'm one of the earlier Generation X kids. We were latchkey kids. We were very independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we did not have a lot. We didn't have mom and dad home when we got off the bus. Right. Uh, we knew we, our focus was on raising ourselves and developing that sense of independence and being able to do things for ourselves. And when we started to, to enter into the workforce, we were, and we had these leaders who were micromanagers who were constantly looking over our shoulder to see, you know, what, what are you doing, keeping track of everything that, that had to, to be done and wanting things, uh, wanting all these reports. And we're just like, no, uh, you know, we were entrusted to, to not, you know, catch the house on fire when we were 12 years old. What makes you think that, you know, I'm, I'm 24 years old now. What makes you think that, that you can't trust me to, to get things done when I say I'm going to do it. Right. Right. So generation X starts adding in their twist to, to this leadership role. And then you get to the millennials Mm -hmm. Um, and and you get to, to generation uh, and, and gen Y. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can remember not that long ago, probably about three or four years, every time I'd go out and do a training, that would be the big question. How do, how do I deal with these people in the workplace? And I'm like, Ooh. what do you mean deal with these people? <laughs> <laughs> how to deal? I mean, it's like if there's some alien, uh, you know, exactly. entity. And, and I remember thinking, you know, they're not that different. The, they, they really aren't. They, they, they want to succeed. They, they want to do well, but they also want to bring in their own values. And with these generations, the, these generations are the ones that have a lot higher expectations for themselves. And that's because of how they were raised. This is the generation that was raised um, to not necessarily keep score at baseball games. And this is the generation that was raised that everybody gets a participation. Oh my gosh. I did a blog post about the participation trophy. All you have to do is write a check. They get everybody wins. Exactly. And they have a very different way of looking at, at life and looking at business. Uh, and it's not that it's wrong. It's just different, just like every other generation was different. And so understanding where they're coming from and understanding how they approach things, how they perceive what's going on is really what you got to do. And it's no different than what's happened to every other generation before them. They're entering the workforce, they're entering leadership positions. And one of the things that you're seeing a lot with them is 
during the, the great resignation, which is going on now, has been mm-hmm. happening for the past several months, they are some of the ones that are going out and starting their own businesses. And that's because they know their worth. That's the thing about this, the, the younger generations. They know their worth. They know how much value they can bring to the business. They know how much value they can add to their customers. And they're not afraid to, to make that transition and go out there and say, here's what I can do for you. Here's, here's what I can add to you. And that's one of the biggest differences that I'm seeing with this younger generation is they truly know what they're worth and what they can do for you. And you hit the nail on the head as you took us through that, because as you were talking, I was like that aha moment. Yes, I remember I got first I was raised, you know, second generation. My grandmom raised me. She was born in 1911. So she raised me, you know, when she was in her 50s, you know, she she raised me. So I had that second generation uh, upbringing. And then, of course, when I got older and I said, I'm going to have kids, I'm going to make sure that they have more than I have. And now my quote and unquote baby is 26. And I am watching in awe. At first, I was like, what? is going on? Why, why do you think you're worth this? Or why do you think? And I'm going, oh my God, you know, now I'm sounding like, you know, the boob tube yep. TV generation, like don't watch TV because it'll rot your brain. You know, now <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, these kids with coming into the world there. I love the commercials. Like they have an iPhone, they have an iPhone before they can walk. I mean, yes. it's amazing. So I am loving this because as my grandma used to say, each generation gets wiser and weaker. Yes. So I think, you know, the great thing, instead of us saying, how do we deal with them is how do we compliment them? How do we assist them? They have technology, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm, I'm 60, but I, you know, I, my matter of fact, my blog says, I'm a, you know, a boomer who blogs with the millennial mind. I want to learn from you. And then I want to take that, share my experience and let's partner up. And it's always amazing when I have quote and unquote, the younger generation coming to me saying, Hey, mama Blake, we want you at this event. We want you on this panel. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, like these kids are younger than me, but I feel like I'm, you know, I can get in there. So Michelle, this is like so spot on when you're talking to those that may feel you know, we're either going to have to evolve or we're going to become extinct. One or the yeah. other. That's it. You know, there's no turning back. You know, social media is here to stay. The, the horse is out of the, the barn. You're either going to deal with it or not. So this is great. I love, you know, and, and this great resignation. That's that just blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, with the great resignation, uh, what's happened? And it doesn't matter what age group you're in. It's happening all across the spectrum. Um, at, and it's happening as baby boomers are retiring. Uh, some of those baby boomers are retiring earlier because of what's happened. And it's because when, uh, you know, two years ago, literally it's been two years, two years ago when everything shut down and we were supposed to only be shut down for two weeks to to flatten the curve, uh, two years ago when people went home and started working from home and started doing things virtually. And as you said, once technology um, lets the, the horse out of the barn, you can't put it back in. And when people realized, hold on a second, I don't have to commute. 
I, I don't have to pay, you know, $10, $20 a day for, for lunch uh, because I, I can make it myself at home and eat it here. I don't have the headaches of the, the politics of what's going on in that, that office space. And employers are looking and saying, I don't have to spend all this money on overhead. I can have a lot of my employees, you know, work from home and I don't have to spend all the, I don't have all this money going out the door for electricity and renting space and stuff. When that started to happen and people realized they could shift the way that they were working, a lot of them said, I don't need to go back to the office. And the employers that said, oh, no, 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 I need you here because in, in their frame of mind, it was, um, I need to make sure that you're doing what you say that you're doing. And my response to that has always been, if you don't trust me, why did you hire me? Bingo. And so if you don't trust your employees, why did you hire them to begin with? Um, there's got to be that level of trust there. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what their age range is. You have to be able to trust them to get the job done. Um, if you don't trust them, don't hire them. Uh, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And However, that is so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so you've got these employers that are learning the hard way that what their employees want is, uh, I'm not going to say they want work-life balance, because I think balance, uh, you get that whole connotation of half and half. That's not true. They want harmony in their life. Right. Oh, I like that. Work-life harmony. I like that. They, they want work-life harmony. They want things to, to work together. And they're perfectly fine putting in the hours for their job. But they also want the, the flexibility of being able to do that from home. They want to be able to flex their hours. There are some people out there that are more than happy to work on stuff at nine o'clock at night. Bingo. Why can't they do that? Right. And so when you give people the, this flexibility and this ability to work from home and to work uh, various hours, it really frees them up to have that harmony happening in their lives. And all of a sudden they can spend time with their family. They can, they can actually, you know, make dinner at home and, and eat healthier and, right, and right. find time to work out. And that's what's happened from the great resignation is you've had employers say, no, uh, I don't want you doing that. I want you back here at the office. I want you here at eight o'clock in the morning. And I want you to stay sometimes to, you know, six or seven at night. And I don't care that it's taking you an hour to get here to commute and you're having to pay all these tolls and bridges mm -hmm. and, uh, on the turnpike and stuff like that. Oh, well. And, and people are saying, no, I, I've had enough. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that. And, and again, you are so spot on. I mean, before I left corporate America, I was literally, and you can, you know, you can understand that I was commuting from Middletown, Delaware to Westchester and Wayne, Pennsylvania, three hours every day. I had to be there at a certain time. I had to take my lunch and I had to be on call. And I would times that I was on 202 and somebody needed something and I would have to turn around and go back. And so I, you know, fortunately in 2018, when I got that layoff, I was like, okay, you know what? I've been, I'm building my business. I can do what I, I want to do. And Michelle, I am so happy. I'm so excited. I am loving life. I've never felt this. You know, I started working when I was, 
you know, God, what, 13, like in the seventies. Um, and then, you know, you grow and, and, and then you think you're going to get a job with this great company. And when you retire, you're going to get the pension and the watch and all that. And that's, that's not today. And so yeah. leadership goals. I mean, one of the, I think one of the great leadership goals is for, again, you want that work life harmony. I love that. So let's take a quick break. And then we come back. I want you to give us some more, you know, tips or trends for those that may want to, you know, shift. I like to say shift and pivot to keep themselves and their employees happy. Okay. So let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to continue this conversation with Michelle. So go grab yourself something, a sip or snack. We'll be right back. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the Linktree ID, A Lake Enterprises. We'll be right back. Are you struggling to stay motivated or keeping your team productive? Is your work life plagued with issues and conflicts that you are not equipped to handle? Hi, I'm Tracy Horton. As a certified professional and personal development strategist that has gone through my own experiences as a black female in the criminal justice field and managing people for over 14 years, I can assist you with accomplishing effective resolutions for your problems. If you are interested, you can take advantage of my free 30-minute consultation by sending me a message to hortonstrategistgroup at gmail.com to schedule your appointment. Stay encouraged and remember, experience is our best teacher. Are you ready to join the billion-dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO Antoinette Blake, and her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now, 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises Social Media Marketing and Consulting an award-winning blogger, vlogger, author, podcast host, and professional speaker. And here on Out and About with Antoinette, every Wednesday at 1 p.m., I am interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing positive things in their communities. And today, my special guest is Michelle Teague. And before the break, we were talking about leadership skills in this 
great resignation. And so one thing that Michelle said, and I love this, I just love it. It's going to be part of the quote, work life harmony. I think that is so amazing. And that is a skill that leaders need to possess. What are some other things, Michelle, that if you are in the roles or are looking to become a leader in your industry, in your business, in your industry, even in your home, what are some things that you can share with us? Um, John Maxwell, great, uh, great author, uh, writes about leadership all the time. One of the things that he writes about is if you can't lead yourself, you can't lead others. The very first person that you lead is yourself. And so I encourage people to take a look and see, how are you leading yourself? Um, if you want to be in a leadership role, and it doesn't matter where, like you said, it doesn't matter if it's uh, at, at work, in a volunteer organization, at home, you know, uh, coaching your, your, your kids' little league. If you want to be in a leadership position, are you leading yourself well enough to where you can lead others? Uh, because uh, good leaders are going to be good role models. Good leaders are going to walk the walk. They're going to talk the talk. They're going to do what they ask others to do. Uh, I firmly believe that, that good leaders are going to lead by example. And if they can't lead by example, then you're going to have some trust issues that, that pop up later on down the road. Uh, people will give you a little bit of leeway in the beginning when you're, you're a leader because they're looking to see, you know, what do you do? What do you bring to, to this situation? But over time, if you're asking them to do stuff that you're not willing to do, uh, they're going to say, hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, and that that's the key there is you want to make sure that you lead by example, that you truly do what you you're asking your followers to do. Good, good. You know, because again, you know, we have the Gen X, the Gen Y, the Gen Z, the millennials and boomers all mm -hmm. vying practically mm -hmm. for the same position. Yes. And these are un chartered waters you know we can say you know each generation like i said is weaker and wiser but we've been throwing a little monkey wrench in there <laughs> so yeah. you know again if you are not leading yourself you can't lead others but what about don't we have to have the touch and feel and and connect human connection yes and, that, and now that's that's thrown in that's that monkey wrench how do we how do our our generations coming up you know, navigate these uncharted waters? One of the keys is going to be of communications. You need to make sure that you've got open lines of communication between all of these different age groups. And one of the things that you see is they communicate differently. Um, the, the baby boomers and some of the older generation X people, they prefer talking with people face-to-face. -face. They prefer an actual phone call. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, a phone call. <laughs> uh, whereas younger generations, the first thing they want to do is text you. Right. Uh, they, they just want to pick up the phone and text. 
um, for, forget about even sending a short email. They, they, there's no time for that. Um, they just want to send you a, a short text. And uh, they also expect you to respond right away. Mm-hmm. That, oh, yeah, that drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things that you're noticing between the these different generations is the response time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the baby boomers, uh, way back when, they would write letters, yes, <laughs> and, and and knew that there was going to be this lag in between when the the letter went out and when they would get a response from somebody. Um, now you've got instant communication and uh, Generation Z, if you send a, a text, they expect you to text right back. I know. They, they want that answer now. And they don't want you to pick up the phone and call them with the answer. No, 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 no. You, you, you have to you know, text them back because that's their preferred method of communication. And that's what leaders need to key into. How do people want to be communicated with? What kind of information do they want from mm-hmm. you? And um, how are how do you expect them to respond to you? Uh, what is it that you're you're asking them for? And what medium do you expect them to to respond in? And so, how do you you know how do you how do you walk that line? I mean. I know exactly, I mean, I know what you mean, because when I get an email, I think people want, expect an immediate response. And if I send an email, it's so funny that you just said this, like I sent an email like Sunday morning or whatever to respond to something. And it was like the whole day went by and I wasn't getting a response. And I was like, wait a minute, hold up. This is Sunday. This is my time. I'm not Super Bowl. You know, I don't watch the football games or anything, but this is my time. You know, I'm right. going to veg and watch, you know, raising Dion with my husband. And I'm not even going to look at my phone. Cause that's one thing he goes, ah, put that phone down. And I'm like, but this is my job. So, you know, that we got to learn how to walk that balance. Cause the last thing that I want to do is to be so mentally and technology stressed that my body starts to break down. And that we have to be very, very careful. And it doesn't matter the age or the generation. Our bodies are are vessels and we get one. We can buy an iPhone every year. We can buy a tablet, a notebook. We can buy all this, but we get one, one Mm -hmm. body. And if we're texting and talking on the phone while we're driving or we're just going nonstop and we're not eating right or we're not sleeping right, you know, and I, that's not healthy. I mean, that's to me is not a good leader either. If you can't be a good, healthy leader, then, you know. What you put in is what you get out. It goes back to the early days of computers, uh, garbage in, garbage out. And it's the same with our bodies. It's the same with being a leader. What you put in is what you get out. What you put into your team, what you put into yourself, what you put into the organization, that's what you get out. And if you're not willing to put in positive uh, messages, if you're not willing to put in time, if you're not willing to put in uh, that sense of grace and uh, this ability to give people the space that they need, that's not what you're going to get. Uh, you're, you're not going to get that out. And so 
when you are a leader, you need to be very intentional about how you're spending your time. You need to be very intentional about who you're spending that time with. And you also need to be very intentional about uh, what it is that you're, you're giving to the people around you. Because if you're giving them a bunch of negativity, if you're giving them uh, just a bunch of, of garbage and static, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm a firm believer that whatever it is that you put out there, that's what comes back to you, uh, you know, a billion times over. Exactly. Yeah. So leaders need to really focus on what it is that they're, they're putting out there. And if you want that work-life harmony, you need to put out the, that positive thinking. You need to put out, uh, you need that time. And that's what it's all about is uh, being able to, to spend your time in harmony with what matters to you the most. Michelle, I am loving this conversation. I am taking notes like a mad woman. You know, yeah, I could always have it translated, but there's something about pen and pad that makes me feel good. Um, but you have so much knowledge and so much information. Now, if someone is looking to um, bring you in or uh, please let us know, let the listener know how they could connect with you, um, you know, to bring you in or to, to hear you, or, you know, tell us, give us that information. Easiest way to get a hold of me is go to my website, ateagofyourown.com. And you spell Teague, uh, like league with a T. Uh, right. He is in tango, E-A-G-U-E, ateagofyourown.com. Uh, you can go on there. You can find out more about us. You can actually book an appointment with me. My phone number's on there. You can send me an email, whatever. And if the phone number, you could text. So mm-hmm. those of you who are those text kind of people, go ahead and text me. Hit me up. Uh, that's the easiest way to, to get in contact with me. And I will be more than happy to, to reach back out to you and, and let you know, we can figure out, you know, what's going to be the best way to, to move forward, how we can work together. That's perfect. That's perfect. And obviously, before I let you go, you've got to give us some parting words. You know, you've given me so many words of wisdom, but give me something to leave today before I let you go. Uh, when it comes to leadership, when, when it comes to leading the people around you, you, like I said before, you need to be able to lead yourself first and you need to be able to lead yourself best. Mm. The only way you're going to be able to do that is to continue to grow and to thrive and to put positive messages into yourself. Because when you are happy and when you are growing, it's very easy to make the people around you grow. So focus on your personal and professional growth. And as a result, you will grow as a stronger leader. That is wonderful. I love that, Michelle. You know, you are just a phenomenon. I'm so glad that we connected and I'm so glad that we're together because you have, you know, dropped some gems, some nuggets. And I know you're going to be hearing from people. They're going to text you. They're going to email you. And, you know, for those of us, we know the play on work, a Teague of your own, a league of your own, the movie. So go check that out, Michelle. Thank you so very much for being a guest here on Out and About with Antoinette. Wishing you yours 
a wonderful week and may God continue to bless you, your mission and your vision. Thanks so much, Antoinette. I really appreciate this. And thank you all for listening to today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Every week, I have the privilege and the honor of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who is doing amazing things in their communities. And if you'd like to be a guest on Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget to find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my vlog by simply using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Thank you for listening. And please share this podcast link with your family, your friends, your bae and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe and stay social because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya, it's the D.E. Diva, a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye.